This episode of uh, Filling in the Gap is the 297th episode of 200 on private equity. And here, uh, we're going to pick up uh, where we left off with uh, registration of foreign broker-dealers in the United States uh, to conduct uh, transactions in the United States, right? And if listeners will recall from the previous episodes, again, uh, a lot of... uh, Foreign broker dealers just avoid uh, this hassle altogether by going through an affiliate in the United States or establishing a chaperoning relationship. Uh, but uh, some broker dealers don't even uh, do the latter, right? They may just uh, take advantage uh, of an exemption in the securities laws that allows them uh, to uh, solicit and engage in securities transactions directly with uh, investors in the United States without being subject to SEC registration, right? Uh, So how do they do that? And that's what I'm going to pick up with here. Uh, Well, here, uh, the foreign broker-dealer can engage and solicit uh, U.S. registered broker-dealers, right? Uh, They can engage and solicit banks acting in a broker-dealer capacity, as well as certain supranational organizations such as the uh, IMF and World Bank, Uh, They can also engage and solicit foreign persons temporarily in the United States with whom the foreign broker-dealer has a bona fide pre-existing relationship. Uh, They can engage and solicit non-U.S. branches or agencies of U.S. persons outside of the United States uh, so long as the transaction occurs outside of the the United States. Uh, And uh, these foreign broker-dealers can engage and solicit uh, U.S. citizen Uh, residents uh, outside the United States uh, so long as uh, any transaction occurs, uh, any transaction between the broker-dealer and the resident occurs outside the United States uh, and uh, the foreign broker-dealer does not engage in direct selling efforts uh, to a specific identifiable group of uh, U.S. citizens, right? Uh, For the purpose uh, of this exemption, uh, a U.S. resident fiduciary, uh, including a uh, U.S. registered investment advisor, uh, is a U.S. person even when acting on behalf of non-U.S. persons, uh, such as private equity funds uh, headquartered uh, in offshore countries, right? Uh, The SEC, though, has permitted uh, foreign broker-dealers affiliated with U.S. broker-dealers to affect uh, transactions in uh, foreign securities with U.S. resident fiduciaries for offshore clients uh, without uh, requiring either uh, registration as a broker-dealer, right, uh, uh, or uh, uh, requiring that the transaction be under Rule 15A6, right? And where do I get this? Well, take a look uh, at uh an SEC no-action letter commenting on transactions in foreign securities by foreign brokers or dealers with accounts of certain foreign persons managed or advised by U.S. resident fiduciaries, right? So that's the title of the no-action letter uh, issued on January 3rd, 1996. Uh, Westlaw citation here is 1996 38 Uh, uh, In the the midst of all this discussion, uh, listeners may be wondering, well, uh, who counts uh, as an offshore client, right? Well, an offshore client here uh, is an entity uh, that is not organized or incorporated under the laws of the United States. 
and not engaged uh, in any trade or business in the United States uh, for federal income tax purposes, right? Uh, an offshore entity here can also be a natural person who is a U.S. citizen uh, uh, or a U.S. resident, right? Uh, uh, or it can be a natural person who is not a U.S. citizen nor a U.S. resident uh, who has uh, $500,000 or more under management, uh, uh, right? Uh, or uh, it can be uh, a U.S. resident fiduciary uh, uh, who, along with uh, her, his spouse, has a net worth over $1 million, right? Uh, or uh, an offshore client here can be an entity not organized or incorporated under the laws of the United States, uh, whose outstanding voting securities are beneficially owned substantially uh, by uh, any of the uh, 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 parties that I just mentioned above, right, in the discussion of what who counts as an offshore client, right? And perhaps I should uh, do a bit more to clear that up. Uh, but I see that my five-minute time marker has come. And that concludes this 297th episode of 200 on private equity, not, of course, ruling out the possibility of yet more bonus sessions.